elephants are majestic creatures. Um, they are my grandmother and my brother's favorite animal. And like, how could you not love them? They're just, they're big, dopey, cuddly, just adorable, big old, big old animals. Um, but look in the just expectation and pattern that I have set up for this show. I'm going to warn you right now. Uh, the elephants we talk about today die very brutal deaths in this episode. Uh, you have been warned. It's our weird world. Our weird world. Welcome to Our Weird World. I'm your host, John Henson, and today we are talking about elephants. Um, again, like I can't warn you enough how sad these stories are. Um, you know, as for, for all of the gory, grotesque, morbid things that I talk about on this show, for some reason, uh, talking about animals dying is where I just, I can't. It, it, I draw the line there. Like, I hate movies where there's an animal that dies like, and pretty needlessly too. Like, like, you know, the writer and I get it because I do this in my own writing. Like the writer was just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to mess the audience up. I'm going to really screw with them. I'm killing that dog right now. I'm killing that cat. And it's just like, no, why do you got to do that? All right. Like kill all the people you want in the movie. Don't kill the, don't kill the kitty. All right. And Unfortunately, uh, this is what happens in today's story. We are going to look at the stories of two different elephants, uh, Topsy and Mary, and oh boy, um, it's it's pretty it's pretty rough. Uh, if you are an animal lover, uh, you might you might just want to set this one out. So let's jump into it. Again, like seriously, you, this is your last warning. Like, I get out now while you still got a chance. Otherwise, it's story time. Topsy the elephant was born in 1875 in Southeast Asia to a happy elephant couple. Uh, But unfortunately, elephant traders in the area kidnapped the newborn elephant and sold her to Adam Forepaw, uh, owner of the Forepaw Circus. Now, uh, Forepaw, at this time, he was competing with the Barnum and Bailey Circus. You probably heard of it. um, And devised a plan to smuggle the elephant into the United States and advertise it as the first elephant born in America because circuses used to just lie like that all the time and somehow this lie worked and that elephant um topsy who was um named after a slave in harriet beecher stowe's uncle tom's cabin because of course of course we had to do that too um became one of four paws top attractions Uh, Topsy grew to be 10 feet tall, 20 feet long. She weighed as much as six tons and understandably she had a bad temper. Um, I mean, look, anyone as anyone who would be kidnapped from their family, transported across the ocean, sold into the circus and named after a slave because racism, you'd probably have a bad attitude too. Um, in 1902, James Blunt, not the singer, a different guy, uh, James Blunt, like if that didn't, like if that reference went over your head immediately uh he's the guy that sings you're beautiful like that song that guy anyway uh, (laughs) um 
it's totally off track here. Uh, but a guy named James Blunt, not the singer, but this guy, um, drunkenly walked into the tent at the Four Paw Circus where uh, Topsy and the elephants were being held during the show and during a show in Brooklyn. Um, James started teasing the elephants by offering them whiskey before throwing sand in their face instead, which is a super dick move. Um, when he then burned the tip of Topsy's tongue with his lit cigar, Topsy, understandably, knocked Blunt to the ground and crushed his head with her foot. Hell yeah! Awesome! Justice! Love it! That's going to be the high point of today's show. All right? Just going to go ahead and tell you that right now. Um, later that year, a spectator tried to tickle the back of Topsy's ear with a stick, and you just you don't do that to elephants, you guys. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Um, Topsy then grabbed the man around his waist with her trunk, lifted him into the air, and then slammed him down to the ground. Uh, the circus handlers quickly stepped in before she could kill him, but at that point, the circus decided to sell Topsy to avoid any more bad press. Uh, she was sold a few days later to Paul Boyton, owner of the Sea Lion Park on Coney Island in New York. Uh, her new handler, William Alt, went with her and, or not his new hand, not her new handler, but her old handler from the Four Paw Circus, uh, went with her and just continued to do a terrible job. Uh, it started in October when he accidentally and also drunkenly stabbed her with his pitchfork. Um, a nearby police officer saw him do it and confronted him, who then just responded by letting Topsy out of her harness to just run rampant through the street, which is <laughs> so bad. Um, in December, Alt drunkenly rode Topsy down the streets of Coney Island down to the police station. Um, and Topsy, who was just pretty much over it at this point, tried to break down the station door before finally being subdued by who knows how many people. Um, and at that point, uh, Topsy's new owners at the Sea Lion Park decided to sell her again, but no one would take her. And so with no other option, this is where it gets real sad. Uh, it was announced on December 13th that Topsy would be put to death. Now, how do you, how do you put an elephant to death? Especially in you know, the 1900s. Um, on January 1st, uh, 1902, organizers announced a public hanging with a 25 cent admission to see it happen. All right. Um, the ASPCA immediately tried to stop the event, citing it as needlessly cruel, which is probably an understatement because I mean, look guys, it's super hard to hang an elephant. All right. We barely mastered the art of hanging people. And now you're going to try to hang something that's like a hundred times the size of a person. Good luck. Um, Frederick Thompson and Elmer Dundee, who were Topsy's new owners after the Sea Lion Park folded, tried to discuss other options with the ASPCA, such as poisoning. But um, fun fact, an attempt to poison another elephant to death the previous year in Buffalo had gone really badly. So Thompson and Dundee decided to move forward with the hanging and also poisoning. And also electrocution. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> so unnecessary. Uh, three days later, over 1,600 people arrived at Coney Island for the event. Uh, Topsy, however, because elephants are actually pretty smart, uh, she refused to cross the bridge to the makeshift gallows that had been set up because she knew what was about to happen. All right? She's like, I'm not going over there. I, I see what you guys are about to do. Not going to do it. Um, but then... Not wanting to waste any more time, the organizers were like, all right, Topsy, well, screw you. We're just going to bring the execution area to you. So after electricians attached copper line sandals connected to the AC lines to her front and back feet, Topsy was fed carrots with 460 grams of cyanide, which I don't know if you guys know about like cyanide measurements, but 460 grams of cyanide is a lot of cyanide. 
Um, at 2.45 p.m., the call went out to close to to, uh, to close two different switches that were feeding electricity to the park so it could be rerouted and concentrated directly on Topsy. And for the next 10 seconds, 6,600 volts surged through Topsy's body before she stiffened and fell over. Um, at the same time, a steam-powered winch began tightening the two nooses around her neck, and she was pronounced dead two minutes later. Um, the entire thing, this, this, I mean, it's, you know, a 15-second video, but it was all videoed and caught on film, and you can watch it uh, if you're into that sort of thing. It's right there on Topsy's Wikipedia page. Um, just, just real, real gross. Um, fun fact about this story, Thomas Edison um, also, like when it happened, he took the story and used it as part of his smear campaign against Nikola Tesla to say that his uh, AC lines were like super dangerous and would kill people, even though like Thomas Edison knew like that form of electricity was so much better. But Thomas Edison's a dick. Um, so here we go to our, our second story. Um, on September 12th, 1916, so about 14 years later, uh, the Sparks World Famous Shows was performing in Kingsport, Tennessee, which is uh, in the northeast corner of the state. Uh, the day before in St. Paul, Virginia, Charlie Sparks, the owner of the circus, had hired a 38-year-old man named Red Eldridge as an assistant elephant trainer. Um, Red had had an extensive resume right, that made him super qualified for this. Um, he was working as a hotel janitor for like the last few days after he had ridden into town as a hobo in a Norfolk and Southern boxcar. Um, it didn't matter, honestly, that Red had likely never seen an elephant in person before because back then guys uh you were qualified to do just about anything as long as you know you had a pulse and could walk um as the show paraded through downtown kingsport uh red rode at the front of the line on top of mary who was the star elephant of the circus and when mary paused at the sight of several pigs chomping on some watermelon rinds in front of her uh red prodded her with his stick to keep her going and unfazed by that, because Mary's not about to move for no stick, uh, she stayed in her spot and even reached down with her trunk to have some of the watermelon rinds. Well, Mary's delay stopped and completely disorganized the line of elephants and other circus attractions that were going down the street. And the crowd that had gathered along Center Street in downtown Keegsport to watch the parade began to just laugh and make fun of Red and just talk about, you know, just like talk trash at just how bad of a job he was doing. And so because he had roughly had about an hour of on-the-job training at this point, Red lost his patience and just whacked Mary on the side of the head with his stick. Which, I mean, look, in in, def- in his defense, that's probably like the thing they teach you on like day two of elephant training. You know, day one of elephant training is probably like, hey, this is an elephant. These are tusks. This is the trunk. These are their feet. They're really big. All right. I don't know. Day two was probably like, all right, don't hit them in the head with sticks. Um, what Red also didn't know at the time was that Mary was suffering from an abscess tooth. So when he hit her, it caused even more pain than just a normal stick whacking would have done. Now, um, if you didn't know, all right, hitting elephants on the side of the head with a stick just really pisses them off, especially when they have an abscess tooth. And after Red had taken his swings, Mary reached up with her trunk, wrapped it around his body, and then threw him into the side of a concession stand. Pretty sweet. Um, Mary then walked over to Red, placed her foot over his head, and crushed it. Yes! More justice! High point! Again, I thought it was the only high point earlier. Second high point. 
probably not going to recover from the image of seeing an elephant electrocuted to death, but all right, this kind of makes up for it. Um, in a fair world, uh, this story just ends right there with Mary creating her own justice by killing her dickhead of a trainer. But unfortunately, this story does not end with Red's brain sprouted all over the treat, all over the street. Um, instead, it gets way worse. Uh, upon seeing the dead trainer, the crowd panicked and ran in all directions. Uh, a man named Hinch Cox, a local blacksmith, heard the commotion and ran out of his shop. And when he saw Mary standing over Red's lifeless body, he assumed that she'd gone rogue and began a murderous rampage. So thinking he'd be the hero, Cox unloaded five rounds from his pistol at Mary, but the bullets just ricocheted off of her skin. Um, this caused even more panic because obviously Mary wasn't an ordinary elephant at that point. She was a robot transformer elephant and the Tennessee countryside was about to turn into some crazy JJ Abrams battle scene with transformer elephant, just wreaking havoc all over the place. Something, I don't know. That's a weird visual. Um, but that's not what happened. Mary was quickly subdued. And at first, residents of Kingsport and several nearby cities threatened to boycott the circus if Mary remained a part of it, because apparently cancel culture has been alive and well in the South since forever. Um, But the cries of boycotts quickly turned into cries for justice. And in a matter of hours, Charlie Sparks decided that his only option to resolve the controversy quickly was to kill Mary. And because it was 1916 in the South, the only logical solution he could come up with was to hang Mary. Because, I mean, look, if it was good enough for black people, it's got to be good enough for an elephant. Am I right, guys? No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, man. That's... That one cut deep, didn't it? Yeah, it's the South. I mean, that's what they did. They hanged black people. Don't act so shocked that I said that. That's pretty good, though. Um, The next day, Mary was transported to the nearby town of Irwin in a train car. She was unloaded at the rail yard because it was the only place in the region that had a 100-foot crane capable of lifting heavy objects like train cars or, you know, elephants. Uh, News of Mary's rampage and the subsequent decision to lynch her had traveled fast, and over 2,500 people gathered at the rail yard in Irwin to see the hanging. Um, The circus workers led Mary and the other elephants trumpeting along the mud and drizzle over to the crane. Um, once Mary was in place, the other elephants were led away and a rail worker tied Mary's leg to the train track as a way to keep her under control in case she got agitated and tried to break free again. Uh, eventually a chain was wrapped around Mary's neck and hooked to the boom, but no one realized they forgot to untie Mary's leg from the rail. And so as the crane lifted the elephant, her body got stretched out and people could hear, literally hear the tendons in her bone and the tendons and the bones in her hip popping out of place. Like, that's how crazy it was. Um, The tension from her leg, still tied to the rail, caused the chain to snap, the chain around her neck to snap, which sent her falling back to the ground and then just totally breaking her hip. Um, The loud thud of Mary hitting the ground, coupled with the thought that she had been broken free and was now in yet another murderous rampage, sent the crowd fleeing from from the rail yard and into downtown Irwin. Um, But after a few tense moments before realizing she was pretty well immobilized, uh, another rail worker ran up Mary's back, tied a heavier chain around her neck, and then started the process all over again. Uh, Within a matter of minutes, Mary was hanging there, lifeless, just kind of swaying in the light rain and the breeze. Um, For good measure, they let her hang for the next half hour from the crane, uh, suspended several feet above the muddy ground. Uh, Afterwards, they threw Mary into a deep, unmarked grave near the rail yard. And that concludes today's stories
what I tell you? What I tell you? It's pretty pretty rough today. Um, so yeah. So with that, uh, let's let's see what we regrettably learned today. What did we learn? Number one, apparently the best way to kill an elephant is to lynch it. And I have no idea why that's the case. Uh, number number two, um, Thomas Edison thought that uh, he could use the Topsy's death to, uh, you know, continue to smear Nikola Tesla and get his own electric current uh, options, uh, to be accepted nationally and for people to fear Nikola Tesla's electric current. And it pretty much seemed to work. Uh, number three, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, so I actually visited the town of Irwin, Tennessee, uh, specifically to see if I could learn more about the story of Mary the elephant. Uh, I took this trip as part of my, um, a book that I was writing at the time actually called hang the elephant. Um, it was the whole book was basically around this story, not the whole book, but, um, the title of the book was named after this story. Um, and yeah, I, I wanted to kind of read that section uh, of the story to you. Um, basically all that's left, um, as evidence that this ever happened, there's this small town museum in the town of Irwin. Um, it's kind of a train museum now and a, and just a, a history of the town basically. And, um, I went there and this old woman with this crazy thick accent that you'll hear here in a second, um, was given the tour and I, there was literally just like one book in the museum that referenced it. And so, um, here's kind of, here's kind of the, the excerpt from my book, hang the elephant. The sound of a passing train sent the group and the family and the rest of the family scurrying outside to watch. I saw my opportunity and I walked up to Ethel. Do you have any more information about the elephant? I asked. Ethel's expression changed. I could tell it was the one question she didn't want to hear. Her smile disappeared. Her shoulders sank. The sparkle that had developed in her eyes from talking about trains for the past hour immediately vanished as she looked at me with the sort of disappointment a grandmother gives when her grandchild gets involved with the hooligans from across the uh, across town. What now? Ethel asked softly. The, the elephant. I saw the book in the other room, I explained over the roar of the passing train. Oh, what about it? She responded softly, acting a little confused. Do you have any other information about it? I repeated. Is there a marker downtown or anything? Ethel hesitated. You know, we're ashamed of it, really, she eventually said with a sigh. She couldn't look me in the eyes. Instead, she switched her focus back and forth to each corner of the room. We don't like to talk about it because, honestly, we've got too many nice things going on here to dwell on it. I see, I replied, not entirely sure what to do. Well, thanks, I said, and I turned to walk out of the room. Are you going to write about it? (laughs) Duh. But I didn't have the heart to tell her that. I looked back at her, not entirely sure how to respond. She had a wry smile that seemed to suggest I wasn't the only person who had driven long distances to exploit the worst day in this small town's history. No, that's not it, I replied, trying not to lie and hurt her feelings more. Oh, okay, she said with a relieved smile. You look like you're young enough to be in college, and a lot of kids come down and write their papers on it. I'm not even kidding, like that's how she talked. (laughs) I nodded and smiled. It was the first time in a while someone thought I was younger than I really was. 
but she was old and her eyesight was probably terrible, so she probably couldn't really see what I looked like. If you like, you can buy the book, she said. It's only five dollars. So that's so that's that story. Um, I, I found it kind of ironic. She was so ashamed of it, but then she was also very happy to sell me the book about it so that I can continue to exploit it. But, you know, apparently a lot of the kids from nearby schools come down and, and write about that story from their papers and such. Um, but yeah, just a crazy story. Um, I thought it was just really cool to, to go there and just try to figure out more about it. Like you really cannot see anything there. There's no evidence that there's an elephant's carcass buried under the rail yard in this little town. They have done like, they have tried really hard to wipe their history books of it. Next week on Our Weird World, stick with me again uh, because we're talking about Abraham Lincoln, right? Now, look, I know what you're thinking. Again, just like the elephants, you're like, dude, Abraham Lincoln, like we know his story. Like, what are you, are you getting soft? Are you just going to turn into a history podcast? No, you should know better by now. There's some weird stories around this dude, all right? Obviously, most of them around his death, but just some weird, crazy stories, all right? We're going to look at Abraham Lincoln's birth. Is it really what people say it is? There's a lot of people who question it. Uh, We're going to look at Major Henry Rathbone. We're going to look at Boston Corbett. And there's some stories about Lincoln's ghost going around. So look, a lot of weird stuff. It's stuff that you've probably not heard yet about Abraham Lincoln. You just know that he was honest and that he was the president who freed the slaves and he got assassinated. That's probably all you know. You're going to learn a lot more next week. So stick around. It's going to be fun. I promise. So thank you all for listening. Uh, Keep telling all your friends. And remember, guys, keep it weird. telling your friends to listen to the show but i just i don't think it's right to have my friends listen to something that i don't particularly care for i think he's a bit crass i'm just he's just there's just some things you just don't need to talk about and this is one of them all right like i understand that we done treated that elephant quite poorly but we've made up for it. We ask the Lord's forgiveness for it, I believe. And I think God's all right with it. All right. We asked his for forgiveness for all the black people we mistreated. And I think we're all right there, too. And look, we're just doing so many nice things here in Irwin that I think those are should be. So he should do an episode on all the nice things going on in Irwin. You know, we've got a nice brand new... Uh, little pizza shop and uh god don't you know that uh oh oh miss barnaby's boy he opened up a nice little craft store downtown and did you know did you know that uh miss barnaby's boy you know he came out as a homosexual and look i don't i don't know i don't know why there's so many homosexuals out today. We didn't have them. There weren't any homosexuals when I was growing up. But, you know, the the Lord says you gotta love them, and that's what I'm gonna do. 
and God willing, uh, they'll get they'll get right with the Lord before they you know before they pass. And that's I'm praying for him. I, I sure am. And so you know, that's that's just all there is to it. And you know, again, but I, really, I I just don't think we need to talk about the elephant anymore. <laughs>